Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. This is Danny Ortiz. And I'm Peter DeWitt. Hey, Pastor Peter. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful, my brother. Great to... It's amazing to me that uh, with this email, I mean, with this... uh, uh, technology that we are able to be in our homes and do still do a podcast and that the uh, Wi-Fi is still holding off with so many million people on Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's just awesome. It's interesting how uh, it's just the hand of the Lord that we have even this technology to be able to continue to connect like this. And I've been thinking for a couple of years, I think Danny, you and I have even talked about it, how the first Reformation 500 years ago was in part fueled technologically by the printing press. Exactly and, right. And here we are again in a time and a season where there's been so much spoken, spoken about revival. And it seems to me that, that the Internet is a key technology to allowing some of what God wants to uh, release right now. It's amazing. I was on a, a, a conference call early in the week. Uh, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday with 6,000 people, 120 countries. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, just to hear from all these different countries and being able to pray and intercede in in Chinese, in Mandarin, uh, in uh, in Spanish, uh, in 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 the Hebrew language, um, we had so many different prayers from so many different parts of the world that I was I was first of all totally blessed. I felt like the Book of Acts when yes. they were all gathered in one accord, and all these different nations were in there, and they were able to understand each other. And though I didn't understand the language, I didn't get that revelation yet. Um, I understood the heart of the prayers, man. It was so amazing. Uh, just the heart of repentance, the heart turning back to God, the heart seeking the face of God. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see uh, what I'm seeing all over the world where people are um, just uh, pause and reset. And, and I think you and I had a conversation earlier this week about that. And I think, yes. you know, hopefully we can uh, talk in this podcast about those sewers pausing and reset, because I just believe it's a global, global, this is not a, a, an American thing, an Israeli yes. thing, a Canadian thing, a South American thing. This is a global, global thing where God globally is pausing the world. And I believe on the heels of Passover, uh, he's pausing it for one reason, uh, so that our eyes can be on the king. Yes. Yes, there's a unity right now. Behold how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. And I don't think it's just a right now thing. I think we're going to see more than ever before the body of Christ with a oneness of voice. And like you said, Danny, it really seems a very global experience right now in the body of Christ. Yeah, because I, again, there's no other. I, I, I'm thinking about a conference setting in the sense where, yes, we have 6,000 people on, on the phone. I don't know if you could have had that same meeting in a building at a, at a country. You know what I'm saying? The yep. fact that we were all able to meet on the Zoom, on a, able, we, can, we can even see each other on such a global uh, perspective. It's amazing to see. And I think, like, like you said, I think some of the things that we're going to reset is the normality where people are, yep. again, and I think you and I talked about this before, but I want to talk about it a little bit again in this podcast, where we've been on decentralizing for a while now, where yes. you and I, our ministries have been going that way, to see that the church is able to see that we can finally get together and we don't have to be confined to a building. Yeah, such a good thing and such a healthy thing for us. 
Yes. And I think we're also going to see is that not only do we not need to be confined to a building, but many believers are going to find that even when the pastor isn't there, you know, and I'm a pastor, so, you know, include me in the mix. But even when the pastor's not there, wow, that service was so powerful. That time together was so powerful. That fellowship together was so powerful. And I really think that's the heart of the father in this season. Yeah, because the the, the, the one that gets the attention is Jesus, right? Uh, you know, how, how many how many how many flyers do you see? That says in a, in a conference or convention, and nothing against those things. Everything is good. All of it is good. Amen. But how many flies have we ever seen that says Jesus is going to be in the house? You know what I mean? <laughs> and how many people just show up for Jesus, right? And, you know, we need that that voice, that preacher. That, and, and again, I love the fivefold ministry, pastors, teachers. We all need each other, right? But yes. when we can totally highlight on Jesus, when the Lord started us this year, He started us with Hebrews. Uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, we mm. did not know that he was going to uh, uh, provide such a platform for all of us to have our focus and our eyes, our vision strictly on who Jesus is and, no, and nothing else. Yes. And, and I want to encourage somebody. This just hit me in my spirit. So I want to encourage somebody with John uh, 1633. If, if you, for some reason, have an anxiety, um, having some depression, um, having whatever, you know, because those are real feelings and those real things really do happen. Yeah. I, I want everyone to, you know, oh, how can we view Jesus? Because it could be just a blank statement, uh, you know, look upon Jesus. Well, Jesus tells us how you can do that in John uh, 16, 33. says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Come on. Meaning that Prince of Peace in him, in what? In relationship and knowing that he has your back, right? And so one of the ones is in believing and knowing. Because he says, in the world, you will have tribulation. He gave you a matter-of-fact statement. There are going to yeah. be issues rising up. There's going to be many issues. Um, now, we know from James chapter 1 that the issues make us stronger, make our faith more solidified, and we come out stronger on the other side. Now, while we're going through it, it doesn't seem that way. But here, Jesus is giving us hope. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But he starts us up with, I'm the one that you should look at because I'm the one that peace. But then he ends it this way. But be of good cheer. I love that word cheer there because that word cheer literally means joyful excitement. Like wow. it, it's almost an oxymoron that I have to be joyful in excitement and tribulation. Yes. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Jesus yes. said I overcome everything. So be of good cheer because and be excited. Be, be, um, be expressive with your excitement because I am here. And I want you to know that Jesus is here to do what? To comfort you, to, to, to be with you through the Holy Spirit so that you can know that he has your back in this time of need. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I've been thinking, Danny, this jumped out to me last Sunday in the morning. I was reading the word. It's from John chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. And this is when a great multitude followed Jesus because they saw his signs. And Jesus went up on the mountain. He sat there with his disciples. And now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. So that's appropriate right now. And it says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward them, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. I just want to follow up on what you're saying, Danny, to encourage someone out there. God knows what he's about to do. Come on. Come on. He knows what he's about to do. But God is able to, Jesus is able to test us in the midst of him already having the solution. Come on. Because he says, I'm not going to lose the opportunity in this pause and reset 
to test my church, to test my children. And when God gives us a test, it's not the same as a temptation. Temptation is from the devil. It's made to trip us up. A test is from God, and it's made for our promotion. Come on, man. I've worked in education for years. When I give a test, it's actually for the students to show that they have passed the test and are able to, to step into. When Jesus passed the test, he stepped out of the wilderness in power. So testing in God is actually the doorway of promotion. And there's something that's happening in this story where Jesus asks Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And, and, you know, we know the story. Philip answered, said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. And so what we see is that Philip's hope, the test was where Philip's hope was at. Come on. And it was in money. Come on. And that's why Philip didn't have eyes to see what Jesus was about to do. Jesus himself knew what he was going to do. God himself right now knows what he is going to do. But there's a process of testing that's happening in many of our hearts. And I want to encourage everyone to give Holy Spirit a chance for honest appraisal. Mm. Come on. Give them a chance for honest appraisal because with a test from God, it's the pathway to promotion. It's the doorway to promotion. So if Holy Spirit highlights something, you say, oh, money was my first thought. Or, oh, like uh, you know, right now with the virus, the only thing I can find myself looking at is all the medical graphs and it's creating anxiety in me because it's all I'm looking at. And, you know, it's tough for me to be in the word right now because I'm so worried about the medical. That's, that's okay. It, you're just like, you're in a spot like Philip was like, there's not enough money in the world to buy food for these people or, or this medical situation so bad or whatever. And what I'm saying is allow that test, allow Holy Spirit to give us an honest appraisal and say, okay, you know what you want to do, God. Let me turn back to you in this area. Come on. Because there's no, you're absolutely right. I love the test uh, analogy um, because Jesus is a Jesus that never lets you fail the test. And I love that. No matter how many times you take it, you know what I mean? In education, you've been in education. I've taught adult education also at one time in my life, in my previous life, work. um, Mm -hmm. And teaching adults, it was was interesting because... um, I think you teach kids differently than you teach adults because you assume that, that adults, I used to give a lot of uh, um, retakes, you know what I mean? Because I knew adults were busy, you know what I mean? The yep. whole nine yards, you know, kids sometimes don't, don't get as many retakes. But I, I always felt like uh, when I was in my class teaching my adults that I was like, you know, I was being Jesus in that moment because, I, you know what I mean? Many people had many excuses, and, you know, I had kids, I had that. And I was like, yeah, retake the test. I'm cool with that, whatever. And I believe yeah. that's, that's the heart of the father. Like, listen, you will pass the test. Number one, I'm giving you all the instructions for it. Yes. I'm here to take the test with you, right? I would never yes. leave you. I'm your comforter. And we're going to get through this together because I see, I see the fullness of who I am in you. And that's the beautiful yes. part about it. He sees the fullness of who, what he's put inside of you. He sees the fullness of his Godhead within you. And he knows that you are capable of handling much more than what you can see in yourself. You know what I mean? And that, yes. that's his beautiful agenda. Like, all right, yes. they, they can only see them right now in this point of view. But, 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 but I, I just want to read First Corinthians because when you were talking, it hit in my heart. Uh, chapter Z said, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear. But the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work 
uh, of what sort of. And then I love it because God's like, listen, through my spirit, do you not know? It says, and do you not know that you are the temple of, the, of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? And, it, and, and, and God's like, I dwell in you. I'm going to help you through my Holy Spirit go through everything that you're going to go through and you're going to be so much stronger. And again, I look at this generation through that test mindset. Yeah, We've been a part of a generation, I, I would say for the last 20 years, uh, that have not really gone through globally, right? And even in yep. America, any like tough times, you know? You know, we had the, the 9-11 thing of 20 years ago, you know what I mean? And that kind of hit that generation. Yep. But this generation hasn't. And so now to see that all of us, because I'm thinking so further along, Peter, that I'm thinking like, what am I going to tell my grandchildren about yes. this time? You know what I mean? And I, and I yes. think we can go one or two ways. We can say, well, you know, um, we were spending our time at home watching TV the whole time. Or we can say, man, the greatest move of God. Yeah, we had TV and yeah, we had Wi-Fi. But man, we got closer to God than we ever got in our lives. The body came yep. in such a unity. Man, we moved from religion to true intimacy with the Father. Yep. It was the greatest awakening, the greatest third. How about if this is the beginning of the greatest third awakening, uh, the great awakening that we've been waiting for? It just didn't come through the way we wanted it to come. It came yes. through the way he desired it to come. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the sort of hope I really believe, Danny. You're speaking from the Father's heart. You're speaking from heaven. There's that kind of hope that heaven is releasing right now. And I just even pray into that right now, that, that the hope of God, that you would be filled with all joy on, and peace in believing, and that you would abound in hope. You would abound in hope. He is the God of all hope. And so we release hope to you right now. And I just want to say what fear says, what fretting says, is what if I don't fear this thing and it happens? Mm. It's a lie from that spirit of fear that Come says... On. What will people say if I was not afraid of this and it still happens? And faith says, what if you believed God and saw what he wanted to see happen? Come on. And what? so your what if, I call it the what if pivot. Your hope or fretting are pivoting on your what if. What's the what if that you've been considering? And what if heaven's about to do the greatest move we've ever seen in our entire lives? And that's the sort of thing I'm hearing from Danny. And I, I believe that's sort of a what if is straight from heaven that's so powerful that's so powerful because i i believe we're living in the moment i really do believe this and my with my whole heart there has not been one thing everything i'm, I'm in the contrary when i hear uh and i don't know about you peter when i hear uh you know other people talking about doom and and we being judged and all these other stuff that oh. that man in my it, it just it just drains me to the fact of I really feel like Matthew 24, that in the last hour, you have people, false prophets and false people uh, preaching false things. What's the false message? The false message is that we don't have a good God. The false yeah. message is that our God is, is, is uh, condemning us and damning us. Man, listen, God knows that we're sinners. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world. You know what I mean? God knows that we're sinners. We, the word, it's, it says in 1 John 1, 8, if you say you would not have sinned, you're a liar. We we live in a broken world, and God understands that. You know what I mean? Let's not twist uh, the scriptures and for our benefit to bring fear and judgment on people's hearts because I don't believe that's the way our Father looks at us. No. Our Father says perfect love. And I want to read this in First John because I think we don't read it in this context. Um, and again, the Holy Spirit just brought it back into my, my, my mind and my heart. First John 4, 17. It says, love has been perfected among this that we have bonus in the day of judgment. 
Come on. When love comes and it's perfect sense and Jesus is love, you don't have to fear judgment. Why? Because perfect love is it because he is, so are you in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. What's the perfect love? The perfect love is that I don't have to fear judgment. It says yes. because fear involves torment. Yes. I don't have to be tormented. I'm not going to live in torment. Why? I'm going to live in oneness with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because that's how good our Father is. Do we deserve yes. that? No. Do we deserve every punishment? Yes. But thank God for the true gospel of the kingdom, which is what Jesus Christ came to save every person that was lost. You know what I mean? Yes. This, this is what it says. But he who fears has not been perfected in love, meaning you have not seen him for who yep. he is. We love him because he first loved us. And so yep. when people are misquoting scriptures, and I don't mean to take all the time here because um, we're going we're gonna to stay as long as we can, Peter. But I'm, I want to just read one more scripture for those who are hearing false doctrine right now. I yes. want to go to Matthew 24 because I want to I clear this up for everybody. Uh, because, again, yep. uh, in, in one scripture, Jesus tells us in John 16, 33, to take good cheer when I see trouble. That's 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 uh, oxymoron. But God doesn't see the way we see. He doesn't see trouble like that. But in Matthew 24 and verse three. Now, as he sat down on the Mount of Olives, we see the disciples asking him, what is the end times going to be? What is the end age going to be? In verse four, he says, and Jesus answered and said to him, take heed that no one deceives you. Now, I want, I, I, this is just me. This is not a, a, I didn't hear nobody else say this. And this is not, I'm not saying it's hundred percent correct, Peter, but what I believe as God, as Jesus is going to begin to start building here a case for false people preaching a false narrative other than the kingdom narratives mm -hmm. where there's a king on the throne who's in control. And, yep. and so it says, for many will come to my name saying, I am Christ and I will deceive many and will deceive many. And why? Why would they receive it? And you will hear wars and rumors of wars and see that you're not troubled. See what it says mm. that? See, you're not troubled. Don't be troubled in this when you see this stuff. Why? Yeah. For the, but the end is not yet. <laughs> so for those who, who are talking about the end is coming, we're here. Listen, when the kingdom comes, it's a rejoicing thing, not a fearful thing. I don't fear yes. his coming. I rejoice that he's coming with a new heavens and new earth, and he's going to yes. reign. Amen? Yes. For, for nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. Remember, he just told us the end is not yet. He's going to tell us in a second when is the end. And all these things are the beginning of sorrows. And, I, and you can say that. Listen, the, 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 what people don't understand, people say, man, we live in the end, end, end of days. We started living in the end of days when Jesus said it was finished. The mm -hmm. last 2,000 years has been the end of days. That's it, good, Danny. It's, it's just not right now, right? Because Listen to, to what Paul was preaching to the, to the Thessalonians and to the Corinthians. This message of that he's coming has always been, you know what I mean? The end yeah. of days didn't happen now because we have computers. You know, there's so many ridiculous takes on this. You know, we got computers now, so he's coming back. No, he's always been coming back since the day he said it was finished. He told his disciples he was coming back. Come on. And so it says in verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulations and kill you and you will be hated by all for, names, for my name's sake. So now, when people say, well, this ain't happening, well, this is happening to our, our, our friends in Afghanistan and, Af and, Af and, uh, and Iran and Africa. Mm -hmm. There's some places in Africa that people are getting beheaded for the kingdom of God. But it, am I fearful that, oh, tribulation is coming? No. 
and then many will be offended and will betray one another and hate one another, and they many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. He keeps on bringing that. And because yep. of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will abound. And what's lawlessness? Lawlessness, they, there is no king. There's no person in charge. And I believe he's yep. not only talking about us individuals, but I'm talking about, I think he's talking about in context to leaders, false prophets, all those who, who think they're in charge because they know God's heart. Why do I say that? Because look at what it says. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Endure to what? To the sound doctrine that the goodness of God is leads you to dependence. And you have a king that loves you. There it is. And listen there to what it, it says, verse 14. This is where I believe this, we, can, we can preach this in context. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached into all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Mm. So the end will come when the true kingdom message, which is what we have a king in Jesus yeah. that so loves you in your mess yeah. that he knew that you were going to be in your mess. He knew that you were going to be faulty. He knew that you were not going to do everything right, but he still chose to love you in your mess and still chose to be your king and still chose to die for you and still that while you was yet a sinner, Romans 5, 8, he died. Uh, what do you yes. say about that, Peter? I, I just wanted to share that, I, I, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, it's so good, Danny. It's, it's really important perspective that you're sharing. And a lot of people wonder, well, if it's, you know, if he's been coming back ever since he said it's finished, you know, where's he at? And some people will wonder about that, but that's why I think it's chapter five of one of the letters that Peter wrote, where he said, you know, uh, don't think that he's slow in coming. Uh, for him, first of all, he's not bound by time, so it doesn't feel like a long time to him, but he's not willing that anyone should perish. Come on, man. Come on, that's, that's why he wants the true gospel of the kingdom to come forth in Jeez. every people group so that no one should perish for lack of having heard and experienced the power of the gospel. Come on, man. And and I'm right with you, Danny, because this this it's so important that we recognize that it's only the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Come on, man. And there's a scripture in the Old Testament. I'm sorry, I don't have it off the top of my head where it actually says that it connects the goodness of God with the fear of the Lord. Mm. And it's actually the goodness of God that brings back the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And when we experience the goodness of God, if it's really, we're really experiencing that, it actually brings a reverence for God. It brings the fear of the Lord. They go hand in hand. And a lot of what's been happening, I think that some people probably, Danny, I haven't heard it too much myself, but if people are preaching the judgment and all that sort of thing, a lot of people are recognizing, I would guess, those same people are probably recognizing there's a need for repentance in our nation. You know, there's a need for, for idols to be given up. You know, um, sports are good, but sports don't need to be an idol. That's money right. Money is good, but money doesn't need to be an idol. That's right. You know, having material possessions in a nice house or a nice car or comfortable uh, vacations are awesome, but they don't need to own you. And, and so these, these are the sorts of things that people might be catching. And you and I know have talked that I really believe as part of this rest and pause, there's going to be a reset. Yes. Um, Come on. And that's the word you've been using. There's going to be a reset. And uh, part of the reset is going to be repentance. But it's so significant that you talked about what you just did, Danny, because the repentance is going to come from the goodness of God. See, we, this is that test we're talking about. There's going to be a, there's a testing of our hearts right now. You know what, any place that's shaken was on a faulty foundation. 
you know, if I walk into a, a business meeting and find myself fearful and shaken for some reason in that business meeting, what was the faulty foundation? Because I've, I'm being given a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Come on. And so, so that's a chance for me to say, where was my hope? Not in God. It's in Psalms about 46 or so, where it says, why you cast down on my soul, hope in God. And so if I find my soul cast down, that somehow my hope has departed from God in, the, in an area of my life. And so I think that we really are entering a season of reset that is going to involve repentance. And I've got some thoughts on that that I'm, you know, I'd love to share. Go ahead, share. Um, Go ahead. Well, the, the main thought that I, that, but just to your point, Danny, it's so important that we only view repentance through the lens of a good father. Come on. So, okay. And, and let me tag you, before you go on that, let me tag you this. Repentance is the word metanoia. Yeah. Right? It just means change of mind, change the way you think. And, and I think that's very important before you go on, Peter, because that's the foundation. I think, again, if we don't rightly see God and we don't rightly see how he sees us, then we can use repentance the way we've grown up to use it in religion, right? Where, yep. you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's crying in the altar, you know what I mean? Uh, asking that he doesn't send you to hell because of it, you know what I mean? Repentance oh. is just to change the way you think. And I believe it's changed the way you think about what you think about the father and what he thinks about you. So go ahead. That's it. Those are the two. We could do the rest of our business in terms of our walk with God, the rest of our life on those two questions. Come. Who are you? And what do you think about me? And therefore, who I am, you know, because I'm letting his words define me. And um, yeah, that is so good, Danny. The as I was thinking about this re repentance thing and this reset and the test that many of us are experiencing in different places, you know, some people are being tested financially right now. They're looking ahead and I'm declaring to you, I'm declaring to you, if you are concerned about your finances, I am declaring to you. Malachi chapter three, it says that those that operate in tithes and offerings, namely those that are those that are connected to the God and God and in covenant with God with finances, your vine shall not fail to bear. And the Lord will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And so I just pray for the rebuking of the devourer. But I, I know that there's people that are concerned about finances, people concerned about health, all these things. And there's a lot of testing going on. And I felt, Danny, when you asked me, you know, let's do let's do a podcast about pause and reset. I was thinking about this reset and it was coming to mind how, you know, with a computer or a phone, when you have an operating system upgrade, you have to turn it off. Yes. You have to reset it. And there's something about operating systems. And I believe God's given us this great analogy with apps and operating systems um, that really is analogous to Mark chapter two, where Jesus talks about wineskins. Mm. So in Mark two twenty two, Jesus saying, you know, we all know, know it really well. New wine is for a new wineskin. That's right. And what I've learned in my life is that there's many things that God can give me that I would call, you know, these revelations might be an app, so to speak. In other words, he's given me a new understanding of who he is or who I am in him that can fit within the general grid of how I've understood him to be. And those would be apps. But by contrast, every once in a while, and it might just be every couple of years or something, and I'm sure you've experienced this many times too, Danny, just knowing you, he'll do something that's like a whole operating system upgrade. Come on. It like changes how everything in my walk with him Come functions. On. Yes, yes, yes. It yeah. updates everything. It upgrades everything. 
And I feel like that's a word right now is that there's going to be an operating system upgrades coming through this reset. And we need to recognize that when God does a reset, he's taking advantage of that opportunity. And he's saying the, com the computer's been shut down, so to speak. The phone has been shut down, so to speak. Let me do all of the upgrades right now from that place of rest. Let me upgrade some things. That's so good. That's so good. And so I, I get my encouragement with that practically is as you allow the Lord to speak into some places, into some of the places where this test is drawing out things, etc. invite him into the deep places. Don't fail to rest. It's in the place of rest that he can do so much of this work. That's good. And some of the work, when I found that he does an operating system upgrade, usually I can't understand what he's doing. And we don't, um, you know, lean not on your own understanding, just know him and he will walk you through the upgrade. Just the other day, I told the Lord, I said, you are doing something in my heart right now that I literally cannot wrap my head around. But I just want to tell you, I trust you. And I ask you to do it fully. Come just on, work in my heart. I don't even need to understand it. I got a sense of the sort of thing you're doing, but I don't even need to understand it. I just want you to do all that you want to do. I trust you. Come on. And so you go into open heart surgery and you don't have to oversee the surgeon. You can just rest on the table and let him adjust a couple things and you can come out upgraded. Man, that's so powerful because he's, he's, uh, it's, it's the trust walk, right? Uh, yes. It's trusting in him fully that he's our father and trusting him fully that he knows best. Um, and I agree with you, man. He's doing so much in, in our hearts. I mean, I, again, I've been enjoying the time with talking to the girls and, and talking to my, my wife. Uh, we're going to do something this weekend that we've never done in our home. And, and I've been praying to do for the last 12 years is we're going to try for the first time a Shabbat. You know what I mean? Because mm. cause we, and what I mean by that is we, we not the dinner portion. We're going to, from sun, sundown on, on, on Friday, the sundown on Saturday, we are not going to use technology because we overusing technology now, right? And so yep. now that we overusing it, we had one of our daughter's friends, which she's, she's a daughter to us too. Abby was here and she was talking about, uh, you know, she was just tired of being on TikTok. And I thought that was beautiful because in spending so much time with this beautiful technology, you know, now these different things, I want to encourage you, you can try different things that you haven't tried in your home. You know what I mean? We use yep. technology in our home all the time. And so now what we're telling our kids is, is let's do, let's really go back and do a Shabbat and a Sabbath for real. And let's just try it as a family and see how it goes. And I know it's good. We're going to have growing pains with it, but let's disconnect our computers. Let's disconnect the TV and just do nothing but do family and read scriptures and just get together Beautiful. And, and really go back into a Sabbath. You know what I mean? And so this is one of the things that we're, we're starting, we're going to do this weekend for the first time. Um, and I just want to encourage somebody else. If you want to do that, another thing that we're doing, um, just for encouragement is, uh, Rabbi Tuli and I, which is Rabbi Tuli, uh, it's a good friend of mine. And I do a podcast with him called Holy Talk. Uh, we Holy were Talk. A Holy Talk podcast. We were doing the podcast today and, uh, we put it out there that, uh, we wanted, we want to have a global, a call for prayer, for using scripture in Psalms 23 and Psalms 91. And so mm. if you're out there, as, as, you, as we repent, as we change the way we think and start really uh, changing the way our Father thinks about us, I think both of those Psalms, Psalms 23 and Psalms 91, are going to help us in reframing our thinking of how, mm. what he thinks of us and what we think about him. And I'm just going to take a few minutes. 
uh, Pastor Peter, as uh, as we go into finishing this podcast, I'm going to take a few minutes and read in Psalms 23, and then I'm going to give yes. you the last word and saying whatever you want to share and, and having you pray. But I'm going to yes. use Psalm 23 as a prayer, and as we pray it, I'm going to be just showing you uh, six different aspects of God through this scripture. And so Psalms 23, we all know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So right there, the Lord is my shepherd. What, what is a shepherd? A father. A shepherd is so, one that protects the sheep. And, and so I want you to think that in this time of COVID-19, in this time of, of quarantine and isolation, what we having, know that he is your protector. He is your shepherd. He is your heavenly shepherd, your father that is here looking, protecting you. Then mm-hmm. he is the place of provision. Verse 2 and verse 3 is provision. What's, what he said? He makes me to lie down in green pasture. Many. He provides rest. He leads me beside steel's water. He's the leading. He's giving you refreshment of the water of the Holy Spirit. He restores your soul. Your mind and your, re- and, and your, mind, your will and your emotions will be restored in his presence. Right? And he leads me in the path of righteousness through his name's sake. Meaning... He provided a way of escape through Jesus Christ. So the first thing he does, he protects you and he's giving you provision. Now, the third thing he does, he preserves you. How? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff, they come from me. He preserves Mm. you through who? Through knowing that I'm going to be with you and my word. My rod and my staff is talking about his word of God. My word is going to preserve you through every valley that you ever walk through in life. So the first thing God does, he protects you, he provides for you, and then he preserves you. Now look at what he does after he does that. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. This preparation that heaven is doing right now for you and I, for Peter, for my house, for all of our house, heaven is doing preparation to do what? To sit in tables and to have anointing from heaven flow through us and run over. And so there is preparation that heaven is doing. Heaven is not sitting back right now. God is not sitting. He is working for all of us on for our behalf. Then look what he does next. Then he then he starts pursuing more and more. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my, of my life. There's a pursuit. Remember, we read it in First John. Mm. You only love him because he first loved you. Come he on. is pursuing you with everything that he has, so that you can that. what? So and I so that in the end I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What is this pursuit for? It's for presence, so you can be in his presence and in his presence. This fullness of joy. So God protects you. God provides. He preserves you. He prepares you. He pursues you. And then he gives you presence. He says, you will be with me. And so as you read this every single day, think of how God is acting towards you right now. That's what that's. Go ahead, Peter. Oh, that's good. Think about this. Jesus was in the storm in the helm of the boat and he slept. All the way through the storm. What did he know about his father that he's wanting to show us? That's he's perfect so good. theology. Come on. And so he knew his rod and his staff. He, Jesus was so comforted by the rod and the staff of God, the rod that protects him from the enemies, from the wolves, and the staff that directs him to safe pasture. And I really feel like this is a season where some of us, we need to labor 
to enter his rest. Mm. This reset, this pause, uh, can require a labor. We're actually instructed in Hebrews 4 to labor, strive to enter his rest, because it's hard to do that. The world is busy and frantic, but we want to strive to enter his rest. I recently had a, a, a time of prayer where I went into a vision, and I shared this with the Wave family a while back. This was on February 20th. I had this vision. And in this vision, the streets of heaven were empty, which was very confusing to me. But I felt to go walk over into this building. And on my way to the building, I heard a voice say, there's a repose to family. And I said, can I look up what repose means? And I felt the Holy Spirit said, go ahead. I didn't want to lose the vision. Uh, but I looked it up, and it means to lie at rest. And it comes from the Latin to pause. And so what I was hearing was there's a pause to family. And I went into this building, and all the children of God were in this building. And a number of things happened there. But what the father started speaking to me, he said, I'm doing a lot in the earth in this season. But if you, if you don't realize that I'm doing it from the place of repose, the place of pause, the place of rest, the place of family with my children, you'll misunderstand what I'm doing. Come on. And so there's a repose to family. And I think God's establishing that. And I shared that with some of, some of my leaders, some of the leaders in our church family. And one of them said, do you remember Bob Jones's prophetic word about the different decades? I said, no. And she starts reading to me this word about the 2020s. Bob Jones prophesied over the next multiple decades before he passed. And Bob Jones said, the 2020s will reveal the rest of God. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. And it says, to where the body will come into a place of resting in God, where God will rest in us. And in this rest, the enemy will not be able to do warfare because we are resting in God and he is resting in us and he will accomplish the things he means to do in a people that is at rest. He has always wanted a people. This is so encouraging. He has always wanted a people that will come into his rest. Come on. There never has been one, but rest is on the way. And I'm here to tell you, and this is why I want to pray. I pray father that the body of Christ would enter your rest. We thank you for the pause. We thank you for the reset. Lord, we thank you for the chance to repent according to your goodness that says you do not need to chase after all of those things. Rest in me. I will provide all those things. Father, we thank you for the reset that says you do not need to fear all those things. Rest in me. I will protect you from all those things. And I pray, Father, that I, myself, Danny, Michael, others, Lord, that we would get more than ever before the revelation that allow of who you are and who we are in you that allows us to sleep in the helm of the boat through the storm and then at proper time be the one that calls peace into the earth. Come on. Come on. We receive that peace, Lord. We receive that peace. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for this time of rest. Thank you, Lord. Um, Peter, for those who are listening, how could they get a hold of you? They have a question for you. Is there an email address you can leave them real quick? Sure. Yeah, they can find me at our church's website. It's called agathos, A-G-A-T-H-O-S dot org. And there's a contact thing there, but you can also just email me directly, Peter at agathos, A-G-A-T-H-O-S dot org. And for those who want to reach us, we at thewavecolumbus.com, thewavecolumbus.com. My email address is Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, at thewavecolumbus.com. Uh, we love and appreciate you. Uh, thank you for um, continuing to listen to the podcast. We are going to ask on those who go to Agathos into the wave uh, to continue to give uh, at this time um, your finances as uh, none of us are meeting and, and groups are not meeting, but we still believe that God's work still goes on and 
First, first we're going to tell you, take care of your own household. Before you give anybody else anything, make sure that yes. you have your needs that you need in your home, your food. Um, but if you have any extra, uh, not only give to these ministries, but give, find someone to give in this hour. I've always believed in giving. We're asking the Lord, on our, on our, you know, we're constantly giving him for us um, and, and, and help somebody. We're going to ask you to help somebody. See through the compassion of Jesus and Amen. love people around you. So, uh, Peter, I love you, my, my friend. Thank I, you for I love time. you, too. Uh, we, um, we can do many of hours of these. So I, I look forward to uh, constantly doing these with you. And uh, thank you for being a part of uh, the wave and what God is doing. Likewise. So glad to be in relationship with you. And God bless you all. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.